What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? RJ Joey here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you are happy. We hope you are safe. We hope you are healthy. And we, of course, want to wish you from all of us at Blogging the Boys to you, yours, your family and friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever you are with, wherever you are, however you are, we would love to say to you, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Dallas Cowboys victory, 45 to 10, the score of the latest Dallas Cowboys game as they destroyed their division rival, the Washington Commanders, the forever little brother. It was 20 to 10, uh, and this game was a little bit tense. Uh, and then we all kind of blinked, and it was 45 to 10, and all these wonderful things had happened. Uh, we're, of course, going to get to everything here in our post game show. This is the post game on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog and the Boys Twitch channel, and the Blog and the Boys Facebook page. You can watch our show live on any one of those platforms. You can also catch the rewatch uh, on any one of those platforms at your own convenience. You can also listen to our podcast network, uh, and you can listen to this show beyond all of our other shows. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a rating, write a review. Also, make sure to check out bloggingtheboys.com for 24-7, 365 coverage and content concerning our Dallas Cowboys. And it's a weird time for the Cowboys because while they did just play today on Thursday, November 23rd, Thanksgiving Day, they will be back in action one week from today, next Thursday, on Thursday Night Football, on Amazon Prime, not on, you know, cable television if you don't live locally. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, but we'll get to that when uh, when the time makes sense. Anyway, let's talk about this game. 45 to 10, uh, the score Man alive. Uh, first one, uh, I'm going to drop. By the way, my voice feels a lot better. You guys have been so patient dealing with me as I've been under the weather for the last few weeks, but I feel great. Had a great holiday myself. Can't wait for some uh, some leftovers tonight watching the night game. Uh, the day really went well for the Cowboys. F Kid Crutch notes that my voice seems to be back. Thank you very much. Um, Here's the thing. This day has gone wonderfully for the Cowboys. If you are an optimist, obviously, I think there are a lot of ways to look at this um, because this day started with the Detroit Lions losing. That's where I, I think it's important to kind of begin because that opens the door for the Cowboys to be the one seed in the NFC. And obviously for that to happen, the Eagles have to slip up and we'll certainly be rooting like crazy for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday and the 49ers next week. But the Cowboys look like one of the best teams in the NFL. That's what happens, obviously, when you are close in a game like this. When you are the commanders and you do not take your opportunities, I'm not going to give any stock downs here tonight, by the way. It's Thanksgiving. We're all being thankful and expressing gratitude. So um, I would love to just keep the vibes positive. Uh, so I'm not giving out any stock downs. But if I were giving any stock downs, I would only hand them to Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera, the cowardice of somebody whose moniker is supposed to be Riverboat Ron to punt from the Dallas 44-yard line, not once, but twice early in this game when you are double-digit point underdogs on the road. That was some lame old coaching, some horrible, some horrendous coaching from Ron Rivera. Obviously, I'm incredibly grateful for it, but that kept the door open for the Cowboys to just kind of smash this thing through. And that's what happens if you do not put this Cowboys team away. 
all hell will break loose. The water will go somewhere. And late in this game in the fourth quarter, the water went from Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb to Kevontae Turpin, from Sam Howell to Deron Bland. And before you knew it, the avalanche had happened, and it was 45-10, to 10, and the commanders have nothing to feel but shame and guilt for not taking advantage of their moment. That is the mark of a great team. The Dallas Cowboys are a great team. You can make your jokes. You can drop your memes. You can share whatever the hell you want. This is one of the very best teams in the National Football League. This is an absolute Super Bowl contender. I thought that before Tony Romo said it 14 times during the broadcast today. This is a very complete team, and we should all be very incredibly grateful and incredibly excited and thankful and all sorts of wonderful and optimistic and happy things because life is good right now if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan. I do want to get to our Super Chats as I kind of close my opening monologue there. Thank you, Paul Beebe, for the Super Chats. As happy Thanksgiving, Cowboys Nation. Bland for Defensive Player of the Year. The dude set the single-season record for most pick six interceptions in a season, and we are saying that sentence on Thanksgiving Day. He did it in 11 games. That is impossible. It is actually fundamentally impossible to wrap our minds around from a rationale perspective. It is. It should not happen. I mean, is he? it felt inconceivable. It felt like after the, the last one he had was four days ago. It wasn't even a week ago. It felt like after the last Deron Bland pick six, it was like, man, he tied the record, but there's just no way this is going to happen. It's not going to happen. Sure enough, boom. And while the Carolina interception from four days ago might have been the prettiest interception that Bland had, obviously, all season and maybe all throughout his career, he now has 12 career interceptions the last NFL player to have at least 12 picks in their first 28 games like Deron Bland was his teammate and Trayvon Diggs who had 14 so Diggs did have Bland beat from a numerical standpoint but obviously didn't score as often anyway this was without a doubt the most impressive return uh and I know people have their takes on announcers but this was an all-time call from Jim Nance. I mean, the the chills of it, you know, kind of knowing the moment, sensing the moment, saying the right things. Um, a stock up to Jim Nance. I don't really have anything prepared for him, but that was so awesome. So, yeah, Deron Bland should absolutely be in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, the last corner to win it. Also, his teammate in Stephon Gilmore. And we've talked so much about how we've been a little bit down on Gilmore, obviously, this season because he had to sort of be promoted to a <coughs> – excuse me, to a role that the Cowboys hadn't designed for him when they traded for him. Deron Bland has allowed for Stephon Gilmore to become what the Cowboys envisioned, and that has created this incredible duo, obviously, in the secondary for the Cowboys, and that is a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm totally with you, Paul. Bland for Defensive Player of the Year. Carlos Hernandez, 19-02. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Carlos. Thank you for the super chats. It's checking in from Okinawa, Japan. Again, you can let me know if I get that wrong. Awesome way to wake up on a Friday morning and watch the boys win on Thanksgiving. Duran F, uh, three asterisks, four asterisks. Can't really tell. Bland is a defensive player of the year candidate, and Dak is playing his best ball right now. We just talked about how Duran Bland, obviously, uh, should be in the conversation at the very least for defensive player of the year. I know he doesn't have the sack numbers that somebody like Miles Garrett would have. Dak Prescott, though, who you mentioned as well, Carlos, 22 of 32, 331 yards, four touchdowns through the air, operating with so much control, so much efficiency. I, I, I wrote an article about it last week at blogontheboys.com. If you are into gambling, if you are into betting, if you are into wagering, get the odds that you can right now on Dak Prescott to win MVP. He has the story. He plays for a marquee team. He plays for a team that's real, having a lot of success. He's a new face and that he hasn't been in the MVP discussion in the past. That checks all of the boxes in terms of what we generally see produce an MVP quarterback because it's generally a quarterback award. The last quarter non-quarterback to win it was what Adrian Peterson over a decade ago. 
So hell yeah, Dak Prescott is absolutely playing out of his mind right now, not just from a physical standpoint, but again, I mentioned the word control. He has such a level of control over how he is operating throughout a given game. So he should absolutely be in the, in the MVP conversation, Dak Prescott as well. Well said. Uh, Tim L, thank you for the super chat, says stock up Al Harris and Bland. Happy Thanksgiving. Al Harris, shout out to Texas A&M University of Kingsville, where my dad went uh, back then, Texas A&I, uh, of course, like when Daryl Green went there. Um, yeah, Al Harris, oh my gosh, what he has done. I mentioned that stat, obviously, about uh, the last two players to have at least 12 picks in their first 28 career games. Al Harris deserves an incredible amount of credit. Obviously, this is kind of the player Al Harris was when he was playing for Mike McCarthy and the Packers and obviously at Tamu Kingsville. But goodness gracious, what Al Harris has done with Deron Bland, he deserves all sorts of praise, all the flowers, throw them out Harris's way. I'm totally with you. Kel Benjamin, thank you for the super chat, says, I know the voice isn't 100%, but can we get a how about them, Cowboys? I grabbed the Powerade just to be prepped for this. So let's go. This one's for Jimmy going into the ring of honor, baby. By the way, the Cowboys have literally never lost a game since Jerry Jones decided to put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. So with that being said, how about them, Cowboys? It didn't hurt uh, my voice as much as I thought it would. So no Powerade for me quite yet. Thank you, though, Kel, for the super chat. Lots of you feeling very generous tonight thank you so much for that uh thank you anthony for the super chat says bland earned that pick six tutty player of the game here's my super chat for that med uh that mad about you thanksgiving episode recommendation on prime happy thanksgiving here's the thing um again i mean he this was a marvelous return from Deron Bland. It was it was awesome, and in the in the throwback uniform, like everything, and then to hop in the kettle, the whole team, like it was just everything about it was positive vibes. Everything about it was incredible. I don't know how you can't just be overjoyed and over the moon right now if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, congratulations on watching Mad About You. Remember uh, the Black Friday game, as the NFL is going to tell us a million more times, is on Prime on Friday. Adam, I will look for your comment. I see your super chat. Thank you very much. I'll be on the hunt for that right now. Brian, everybody follow Brian on TikTok at Talk Cowboys. Thank you for the super chat. It says no poll for player of the game because it's obvious. You read our mind, Brian. Deron Bland for defensive player of the year. Stock up for the red kettle, turkey legs, and Dolly looks good. It's Dallas Cowboys cheerleader to go Cowboys. Dolly Parton, a national treasure. Super awesome halftime show. This is a great game, obviously. Uh, it's better when the Cowboys win. Uh, but it, it does have – it's not the Super Bowl. I'm not going there. But it does have a Super Bowl feel in that, in that there's a halftime show. The whole country's watching it. The whole world to some degree. Uh, obviously, we had uh, some presence in Japan. I mean, it is just a fun day, a fun, awesome day, and I hope that you all had a chance to share it with somebody or, or get out of the day what you wanted. Uh, Kel, thank you again for the Super Chat. says, can we start a DAC for MVP combo right now? We, I tried. I've been trying like crazy. Like I said, I wrote an article a few weeks ago or, or 10 days ago, whatever it was, at BTV, and I got all these comments from people. They were like, oh, this is so silly. This is ridiculous. Look, I'm not here to trash Jalen Hurts or trash Patrick Mahomes or trash anybody else, but DAC, there, there is no – I'm going to say this right now. There, and this isn't even a hot take. There is no quarterback who is quarterbacking at a higher level of quarterback right now than Rain Dakota Prescott. None. Not one. Not a single one. You cannot point me in the direction of somebody who is playing the position better right now than Rain Dakota Prescott. Now, there's a difference between right now, Thanksgiving Day, and the end of the regular season and the divisional round of the playoffs and the conference championships, right? There's a difference in all of those things. For what it's worth, if we are having the discussion about MVP, it is a regular season award. Um, not that I would advocate on somebody who loses in the first round of the playoffs winning it. That would suck. But if you're being objective, it's based off of what happens in the regular season. And Dak Prescott right now 
in the regular season is piling up the numbers. And I think that that's what's really going to help his case. I do think we're going to see a big boost in Dak Prescott MVP odds next week because this was a big game where Dak Prescott had over 300 yards. He had four touchdowns. He had the, the sexy moment, the bite in the turkey leg. Like everything is pointing up in the direction for Dak Prescott right now. So, yeah, I hope you took my advice and took the odds when you could because they are about to get much, much shorter on the Dak Prescott front. Brian, thank you once again for the super chat. So we must, uh, we must see get doll get doll. Uh, we must get Dolly to come sing. We are the champions for the parade in February. Just saying, I would love that. I think that that is appropriate. Shane, thank you for the comment. Says, boy, that Turpin throw in the fourth. I mean, it was a dart. I mean, my favorite Dak throw of the, of the game might have even been the. It wasn't a touchdown, but the Jake Ferguson big time throw when they were backed up near the goal line. Um, I mean, just he again. He is playing with such a higher level i use the word control maybe authority i mean like it it feels like he he can manifest things i mean he he feels more powerful than he ever has um i think in his career at least in my humble of opinion uh watson might have notes there were a couple of drops too paul thank you for the super chats his deck is definitely playing at an mvp level right now i agree with you tim on the book of faces says they will never give Dak praise as long as he plays for the cowboys i agree with you there he could win the super bowl and they would say he needs to win another one to be elite um that is um that's a tough tough situation uh john d on youtube says stock down cooper rush poor guy never got a chance to play a snap uh vernon notes that the two-point conversion was a dart that dak threw to cd lamb obviously that had to be challenged and was a successful one at that uh michigan notes that dak is better than any quarterback not named mahomes that's a different point than what i was trying to make again I'm not saying that Dak is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that I would rather have Dak than Patrick Mahomes. But if you are asking the question, if you are having the discussion about who is playing the position at a higher level right now, Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes, the proper, objective, factually-based answer to that question is Rain Dakota Prescott, you cannot like it. You can hate it. You can put your fingers in your ears and la, 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 all you want about it, but you cannot deny the truth. And that is that Dak Prescott is playing like the MVP of the NFL right now. Jason notes the CD Lamb two-point conversion. David says, I really like the CD throw. He just laid it out in front after waiting. Diesel says, stock down refs for not getting the two-point conversion uh, right at first. That's fair. Uh, Randy, I just want to correct the audience in case anybody sees this. The Cowboys do not get 10 days off to focus on Seattle. As mentioned earlier, the Cowboys do host the Seahawks next week, but on Thursday night football, the same Seahawks, you see the reflection in my face, who are getting ready to kick off in Seattle on the night game of Thanksgiving. The Cowboys and Seahawks will meet seven days from now on Thursday night football. Then they will, get the Cowboys will, get that mini buy to prep for a more important game potentially in the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Fret Hold says the aggressive seam throw to Ferguson that was incomplete was a crazy good throw. I agree with that. Joe says, uh, this is the offense I was waiting for. Well said. Eileen, thank you for the super chat. Says, happy Thanksgiving, RJ. Our boys. I don't want to hear Detroit Lions and Cowboys mentioned in the same breath again. Not in our class. Only we have to blow out every team to get credit. Eileen was such a great point here. Now, I know that, um, look, we all enjoy the attention that comes with being a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm not going to deny that. I like how much the Cowboys are talked about. It helps me make a living. Uh, but, I mean, that th there is a there is a quid pro quo there, right? That there, there is a give and take. There is, you know, people are going to 
not fairly measure you against other people. So to Eileen's point, you know, the Detroit Lions lost and lost to a potentially really bad Green Bay Packers team. I know the Packers have now won two in a row and a lot of people are kind of interested um, and the offense looks good, but whatever. If the Cowboys, to Eileen's point, had lost in this instance to the Commanders and the Lions had blown out the Packers the same way that Dallas did the Commanders earlier in the day, the talk right now on Football Night in America, I don't know what was said because I'm here with you all and I love you, uh, but the conversation would have been Detroit looks like a Super Bowl contender. Detroit's going to run through the NFC. Detroit can hang with Philadelphia. Dallas, what a bunch of losers. They can't hang. They fold when the lights are bright at the moment. They can't even beat the sorry commanders. What What's going to have me believe they could beat the San Francisco 49ers in the rematch, given they never can really? What's going to have me believe they can beat the Philadelphia Eagles? They lost the first matchup, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, the goalposts do move when it comes to conversations about the Cowboys. That's why we have to fight and beg and scratch and claw for that inch, as Al Pacino said in any given Sunday, appropriately, given that we're having a conversation about football. That's why we have to fight for these things. That's why we have to fight for Deron Bland to get defensive player of the year love. That's why we have to fight for Dak Prescott to get MVP love. And that's why we have to fight to shine a light on this point that Eileen did so properly. The Detroit Lions are a very good team, but they are not one of those top dogs in the NFC right now. One of the top dogs is our, I don't know what the proper grammatical uh, preposition or whatever is in this sense. Uh, the, one of the top dogs is our, the Dallas Cowboys. They're one of the very best teams in the NFL. I don't care if it's the NFC. I don't care if you're talking about the whole league as a whole. They are one of the best teams in the NFL, and you better give them their flowers. Actually, you better not, because if you do or if you don't, they're going to kick your ass one way or another, as we saw once again today here on Thanksgiving Day. F. Kit Crutch, thank you for the Super Chat, says Dak this season is Romo in 2014 currently. Obviously, 2014 Tony Romo was Romo operating kind of at the peak of his powers. It felt like he had really um, really kind of evolved, uh, was no longer a Padawan, was finally a Jedi, and really understood the Force. Um, and that is kind of Dak now. I think that that's a great uh, comparison. David says, 10 days before the Eagles. Yes, we touched on that. Uh, there was a comment. Um, I missed it um, about Brandon Cooks. Uh, so apologies who brought this up first. Uh, but I do see Shane saying Cook's emergence has made this offense as dangerous as we believed it would be. Completely agree. I mean, Brandon Cooks has now, I mean, he's he's the final infinity stone, right? Like, and and the and infinity stones individually are, are powerful and offer, you know, powers in their own right, but having them all together makes everything sing. I mean, Jalen Tolbert had an important day, obviously the tip to Jalen Brooks, uh, but obviously had the big catch himself. Jalen Brooks had a big day. Michael Gallup had some nice moments. C.D. Lamb finally broke through at the end. Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker had the drop, but had a nice catch, obviously, early in the game. Brandon Cooks is the final kind of piece that the Cowboys needed to really take things off and even allowed Kevontae Turpin to go off. I completely agree with you. Brandon Cooks' emergence, I would offer really the Cowboys' emergence of utilizing Brandon Cooks has gone a very long way in really giving this offense a new level of life. Uh, beat Chew Up says Dak, 143 passer rating. That's our quarterback, baby. Joe Tranchina says, Happy Thanksgiving to all Cowboys Nation from Italy. Jason says, This D is fire. Agree. Thad. I think it's Thad. Might be Tad. Apologies. Um, thank you for the super chat. Says, It never felt like the boys weren't going to win, but it did kind of feel like our guys were sluggish. Then the fourth quarter happened, and boom. And that's, again, why Ron Rivera is a huge stock down for me. 
if I'm playing against the Cowboys, and we know this, right? Like even the last two games are great examples of this. Um, you know, the Cowboys game against the Panthers, the Panthers had that super long drive, obviously, with all the fourth down conversions. They get the touchdown. It's a one possession game. And you're kind of wondering like, oh, even though I don't think any of us were really worried about it, but then boom, the Tony Parr touchdown happens. Boom, the Deron Bland pick six happens. And this game was just a little bit tight, right? Like it was like, man, they're really not doing anything. There was no scoring, in fact, in the third quarter. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, enough. Let's get CD Lamb a touchdown. Boom. There goes CD Lamb. All right, cool. Uh, well, Deron Bland exists. So, like, obviously, he's going to have a pick six. Boom. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I guess we might as well just, like, you know, heave this to Kevontae Turpin because, you know, we left one of the turkey legs in the kettle and we have to go get it. And the only way to get it is celebrate touchdowns. And so it's just, if you do not bury these guys, they will find a way. And Ron Rivera, I know you're watching. I know you're listening. I know you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel and you like the video because you're a good person. That's why you can't punt on fourth and short from the Dallas 44-yard line two times in a row. Learn your lesson, Ron Rivera. Anyway. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, Diesel says, it's funny hearing about the DTs for Washington. Tyler Smith and company said, hold my beers. We haven't even gotten to the stock report because I'm all fired up. Um, all of you are fired up. I mean, it's... Let's just go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, was, I, I took a deep breath, and, and that was what put me over the edge as far as my cough is concerned. Thank you, Perry, for the super chats. It's made this $5 go towards Dak's million-dollar fine for eating turkey out of the kettle. I love that they still have fun out there. It is one of the only – I'm going to say this, and I don't even really believe it myself, So, but I kind of do. The, the Salvation Army thing, in addition to raising money and awareness for a great cause, um, is kind of up there with the Lambo leap for me in that it's this really iconic celebration that is tied to a very specific venue. It's not the Lambo leap. It's not that historical. But it's cool that it belongs to the Cowboys and that it happens, obviously, every Thanksgiving. So I think we all enjoy it. Uh, good job contributing to the DAC fund. Anyway, Christopher, uh, with a question, an important one before we get to my stock report, who should we be pulling for tonight? It depends on, <coughs> excuse me, what you what what you're more confident in. Um, I've said before in the lead up to the last couple of weeks that there's a possibility that next week's Cowboys game against the Seahawks is the most important game that Dallas is going to play across the rest of the season. And the way that that is true is if Philly does not lose, if Philly does not slip up, if Philly continues to kind of hold serve, um, it it removes any possibility of Dallas winning the NFC East, obviously. And that means that our preferred destination to getting to the playoffs is the five seed. Um, and Seattle right now is the top primary contender to the Cowboys for that five seed. So if you, if you believe the Eagles can kind of keep this together, then you're rooting for San Francisco tonight. If you believe that it's possible 
that Dallas can leapfrog the Eagles, that they'll slip up against Buffalo or maybe slip up against San Francisco, then you should be rooting for Seattle because Seattle winning tonight would be a loss for San Francisco, and that would keep San Francisco a game behind Dallas, a half game, because they obviously have the tiebreaker over them via head-to-head records. Um, And then we're counting on the Niners winning next week. So I think overall – because we want the Niners to really win next week against Philadelphia, you could also argue if you're into kind of the emotional, psychological effect of things that we want to see the Niners lose because we want them pissed off next week. We want the Niners pissed off with a week and a half to rest up to get ready for the Eagles. So you know what? Go Seahawks, baby. Legion of Boom. Although they're wearing those horrible highlighter green um, uniforms that I really don't like. So um, I can't fully advocate for them, but we are definitely pulling for the Seahawks tonight. Brian, think of the Super Chats as haters will still say Washington isn't a good team, even though they took the Eagles to overtime once and down to the wire the second time. But yeah, 45 to 10 isn't that good. That's very, very well said, Brian. Uh, Dallas Pena, think of the Super Chat, says is... uh, I don't know if you meant to say that about Jake Ferguson. Is Jake Ferguson a long-term answer at tight end? Sure feels like it. He's hands down the most reliable player at the tight end position. Yeah, I mean, I didn't believe. I'll, I'll be straight up. I did not believe at the beginning of the season, but he has proven me wrong. Jake Ferguson is such an important part of the offense um, and, and clearly has the trust and confidence of Dak Prescott. And I think we see that on a, on a weekly basis. I mean, again, the, the, the first down conversion I <clears throat> talked about, I think it was on second down, though, was um, – was a thing of beauty and it was a great you know beautiful throw but it's an amazing catch as well so all kudos and credit in the world to jake ferguson um okay let's get to some stock reports because well, we've touched on some of these but i'm gonna write the article i'm gonna whip up an instagram post about this so um let's go ahead and get to it stock up deron bland duh by the way uh we don't have a poll on the uh, youtube uh, uh channel on the youtube live stream because deron bland is also the star of the game hello duh uh so deron bland stock up i don't think that's a shock Dak Prescott, stock up. I don't think that's a shock. We've kind of already talked about that. Stock up. Brandon Cooks, I don't think that's a shock either. Uh, But once again, star of the game, Deron Bland, congratulations. So those are three stock ups that we've already kind of touched on in our overall conversation right now. David Smith says stock maxed Deron Bland. That is a great way to say that. Uh, Tim says stock up Hankins. Tim, get out of my brain because stock up Jonathan Hankins. Everybody got on the Cowboys for not making a trade dead, or a trade at the deadline this year. That's fine. I'm kind of with you in that boat. But everybody got on the Cowboys last year for not making a trade at the deadline, even though they made a trade one week before the deadline. Sorry, I'm making sure George Kittle did not get inbound. So that's awesome. Um, Jonathan Hankins has been awesome. He is one of the best run defenders in the NFL. I mean, like, I don't know that that's a ridiculous thing to say right now. Jonathan Hankins has been awesome, and he's such a pivotal part of what the Cowboys do in an overall perspective, does a lot of that dirty work. And so had a really, you know, great moment, a shining kind of game. Super awesome to see that happen on Thanksgiving Day. We love Jonathan Hankins around here. Uh, Super, super, super impressive performance. Absolutely stock up. Well said by you, Tim. Uh, This is, there was a lot of trenches for me. I had to kind of pivot. Um, Shout out, of course, to my doppelganger, David Schwimmer, Ross Geller, uh, late because I had a lot of trench players uh, in my stock report, but then Dak Prescott like went supernova and Deron Bland had the pick six. Uh, but somebody who survived the onslaught for me was Tyler Biotish. Doesn't have like a sexy moment from this game because of the position he plays, but Tyler Biotish is in his bag. I mean, like we're sitting here 
having fair conversations about, man, the Cowboys are going to have to pay CeeDee Lamb. Cowboys are going to have to pay Micah Parsons. Cowboys are going to have to pay uh, Dak Prescott all in the offseason. There's a comment here from Watson Mata. We need to pay Hankins more money. Tyler Biotish is also in a contract year. Like, he is playing really, really, really well uh, and really in command of things. I mean, I, I'm having a difficult time right now determining who the worst who the least best starting offensive lineman is. I don't know who it is. I think it would have been Terrence Steele in people's eyes for a very long time, but Terrence Steele kicked ass today as well. In fact, we might as well just have this discussion now. Stock up for me as well. Terrence Steele. I mean, Terrence Steele was a mauler in the run game today. And I don't have Zach Martin on this list, but he was excellent on, he obviously had the penalty too, but excellent on the Rico Daddle screen pass touchdown. I mean, Goodness gracious, um, Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotish, both incredible as Christian McCaffrey gets into the red zone for the Niners. That sticks. But either way, um, Tyler Biotish, Terrence Steele, awesome games. Super proud of you. Well done. Made the stock up list. Good for you. I mentioned it was a big trenches day. We obviously had Jonathan Hankins. We cannot get out of here, though, without showing love. To my man, your man, Wingardium Levioso. Uh, Oso, goodness gracious. Oso is a, a school uh, where uh, my family's from. Wingardium Levioso. Oh, Digizua. Oso Digizua was amazing. I mean, again, the Cowboys worked the commanders in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So I absolutely am throwing all the stock, I, <coughs> excuse me, all the money I have towards stock in Osa Divizua. And this isn't new uh, for Osa. He's been playing really well this season. So goodness gracious, Osa Divizua. And he had so many pressures. Like, again, things that, you know, weren't, you know, di didn't have like an action sequence in, but had so many pressures just for so much disruptive energy or created so much disruptive energy. Um, goodness, just an awesome, awesome. I mean, the, the floor for the Cowboys today was so incredibly high. Um, and so um, just really impressed. Um, stock up. I think we, we mentioned him already. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, good for you. Stock up Tony Pollard. I mean, like. It's been a tough go. It's been a tough go for Tony Pollard. Obviously, this season got back in the end zone. 13 carries, 79 yards, 6.1 yards per carry, had the touchdown early on, 27 yards was his longest run of the day. Again, it feels like we're starting to feel more and more or, or starting to see more and more of Tony Pollard in a comfortable sense. Tony Pollard kind of finding himself. Tony Pollard, you know, I know the commonly used verbiage is like, oh, this looks like 2022 Tony Pollard. Fine, call it what you want. But Tony Pollard looks excellent for the first time in a long time and looked you know I, I don't know that anybody was like really impressed with the way he played in carolina he made my stock report last week uh but pollard has played really well two weeks in a row the arrow is pointing up good for you tony pollard we believe in you we love you uh i have two more left and i mentioned uh the trenches i had to get creative because like i said it, it got tough at the end stock up the smith brothers tyron and tyler now look i know that there are a lot of people who are taking victory laps that are like, oh, there were people who wanted to get rid of Tyron Smith. You know what? The Tyron Smith thing was frustrating. But you know what? Our frustration kind of worked because our frustration, I believe, caused the Cowboys to say, you know what? Tyron doesn't need to practice. You know, uh, I, I skipped a super chat. I'll get there in, in a moment, beat you up. But I promise you, I'll, I'll get back right now. But Tyron, the Cowboys are now saying, you know what, bro? Don't even worry. Just show up play games, be awesome, be dominant. Tyron Smith looks like vintage Tyron Smith. I mean, I hate to say it, but he does. And Tyler Smith, I think Tony Romo said that, again, this was a weirdly announced game, but I think Tony Romo said that Tyler Smith was going to head to the Hall of Fame someday, which 
I mean, he's awesome, but let's maybe chill out a little bit, <laughs> Tony. I mean, let's just maybe calm down just a little bit before you say that about a second-year player. If we're going to say that about any second-year player, by the way, uh, it has to be for Deron Blaine, obviously, because he's amazing. Anyway, so uh, the Smith brothers make my stock report. Uh, congratulations to them. I have one more left, and I want to kind of fly through this because we have so many other things to just kind of talk about generally. Donovan Wilson did a lot of dirty work as well. No J-Ron curse. Um, in this game for the Cowboys. And, and you love that whenever the Cowboys can kind of get through uh, a game after resting somebody. They did that with Brandon Cooks, obviously, earlier in the season. It did not work out, obviously, uh, for them in Arizona. Uh, but Donovan Wilson was awesome. Just a, a, he is the true total enforcer of the defense. And I love it. And he's a fine Texas Aggie. So shout out, stock up, Donovan Wilson. Well done. Let's get to some of your comments because that's what this is. I mean, this is just... All of us hanging out. We're just talking. I mean, you know, right now you're ignoring your family. That's what's happening so that we can have a conversation on the internet. That's what's important right now. Um, Vernon says you could feel how much Tony loves this team. Again, really weird game uh, from a broadcast standpoint. But Jim Nance was awesome on the Deron Bland pick six. So well done. Shame says, by the way, Roma picks this is a Super Bowl team. I apparently skipped a Super Jet. <coughs> That's my fault. So let's see here. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't see a super chat that I missed. Um, so if you can tell me what the comment was, I will gladly talk about it. But I do not see it. I'm making. I'm looking through again. Um, don't see them. Um, the last super chat I see is about Jake Ferguson being the long-term answer at tight end, which I know we talked about. So apologies. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kevin says Washington is practiced for Tyron when he plays real teams. Uh, Watsamata, I'm with you, says I admit I was calling for Tyron's retirement last year when he had the evulsion fracture. Luckily, I am not in charge. Um, I think that the super chat was about Brandon Cooks is what is being said. I, I know we talked about this, but I, if this is what it was, um, uh, I don't see the Brandon Cooks super chat. Oh, here this is it. We did talk about it, Kel, though. Uh, but thank you, Kel, for your super chat. Um, I think we're at a point now. I think we thought that the Stefan Gilmore trade might have been the most. If I had asked each of you in July which trade was going to wind up being more important for the Cowboys, Brandon Cooks or Stefan Gilmore, I think we probably would have said Stefan Gilmore. At least I think I would have. Um, it might be Brandon Cooks. I mean, he he has become the the he, he's he's the ingredient that kind of ties this all together and utilizing him this was look, look cd lamb had an awesome day and i don't mean to take away anything from him i mean what was cd cd finished four with nine targets by the way four receptions 53 yards and a touchdown brandon cooks five targets four receptions himself 72 yards and of course the touchdown in the first half um this felt like the Again, I'm I'm not at all trying to shade C.D. Lamb, but this felt like the game, the, the first time in a long time, maybe this season, where Brandon Cooks was was having the best game of any wide receiver on the Cowboys. I, I hope that that makes sense. Um, obviously, C.D. Lamb is amazing, and what he's doing is amazing, and, and every time he touches the ball, it's amazing. But Brandon Cooks felt like he had the, the most, the, the highest level of influence as far as wide receivers were concerned in this game. Um, and so for that to, to happen... And for it to not end in disaster was such a breath of fresh air for me today because that was our biggest criticism of the Cowboys last year. In in moments where CeeDee Lamb wasn't shining, wasn't thriving because of whatever, whether it was defenses taking him away or because he's human and he can't be supernova um, every single week, 
the Cowboys did not have that option. They did not have that person. They did not have that player, that wide receiver, who could just say, you know what? It's not the CD day, so I will make sure it's my day. And that's what it felt like Brandon Cooks kind of had going on for him today. Um, and so in that sense, he has maybe been more important in my mind than Stephon Gilmore. Uh, again, not to underscore what, what Gilmore has meant to the Cowboys and obviously the impact he's had on Deron Blaine and things like that. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, Vernon says uh, Gilly feels like he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't have crazy flashy plays, but he holds it down pretty well. I agree. And what's exciting about the Deron Blaine success is it it's it's a rising tide in that particular sense in that you know when the Trayvon Diggs injury happened I think we were also worried because it was a matter of oh no like now teams are going to target Stephon Gilmore a lot and he he's just not you know the prime version of himself and he can't run with teams or, or players or receivers the way that he used to be able to and now that Gerard Bland you know has become even more of who he was obviously he had the five interceptions last year um it is really kind of he Deron Bland has become to Stefan Gilmore what Trayvon Diggs was to Stefan Gilmore. And, and that's really exciting for the season and obviously really exciting for the future when Trayvon Diggs is back. Um, so it's just, man, it's just, it's really, 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 really nice. And it's really nice that the Cowboys, I think the Seahawks just turned the ball over. Uh, so uh, we're rooting, obviously, for um, Seattle tonight. So it's a tough scene. Uh, <laughs> tough scene. Um, but either way, the uh, Seattle looks like they might be um, the next Cowboys victim seven days from now. Watson Mata, thank you for the super chat. Says Jimmy going into the ring. Maybe that is the best thing, or the, maybe that is the thing that breaks the curse. Um, I mean, again, they're undefeated um, since uh, since they decided to do this, and that's the thing. Like, I'm a big believer um, in that. This time of year, this is a, such a fun time of year, right? Like everybody generally loves the holidays. Uh, obviously, now Thanksgiving Day itself is almost over. A lot of people, obviously, still hanging out with family and stuff uh, over the course of the weekend. Um, we're about to start Christmas, you know, season. Obviously, um, everybody's going to get their decorations up and music and hot chocolates and whatever. And this time of year is so much more fun when the Cowboys are, are, are rolling. It is, it just kind of makes the, the holiday season. If, if you're as obsessively into football as all of us are, uh, Oh, thank you. You all let me know the Seahawks kicked the field goal. So it's seven to three, uh, San Francisco. All right. We're, we're still in this. Um, so I'm just really grateful. I'm, I'm really excited. This, this feels like it has the potential to be great. I mean, and it does. I mean, like if you're being literal here, it ha absolutely has the potential. The Cowboys are one of a handful of teams that feel like they can win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, and it would be great if a few things broke their way and if they caught some luck and if, you know, certain teams lost or whatever the case may be to boost their odds. Uh, but right now, I'm really not – there have been times in the past where I have been afraid. I mean, and I think we've all been there where I've been afraid of, of this team or that team, and I'm still afraid of the 49ers, to be very clear. Um, but right now I feel like, okay, they don't get the buy. So what this team can handle anything. I mean, this team can handle being in, in kind of a tight, close, uncomfortable 20 to 10 lead of a moment. And then just boom, break through the dam and win the game 45 to 10. That's who they are. Uh, I agree with Julie who says it just feels like this whole team has taken their game to the next level. I would add to that. It feels like this whole team has some scars and I mean that in a very positive way. Um, this team has seen some things. This team has has been hurt uh, in some ways. And so this team knows 
what those moments are like and knows how to hang on and survive and, and, and thrive in moments like that. And so that is a really powerful thing. I think that that's maybe what's happening to the Seahawks right now. Uh, maybe what is happening to the lions right now, just, you know, Papa Roach is right. I mean, the scars remind us that the pain is real or it was real at one point in time. Um, and so life is good right now. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, I think, and we should all enjoy it. They're seven and uh, Seven and three, eight and three. Goodness gracious, I can't even remember at this point in time. I mean, it has just been there, eight and three. Think about it. They have played 11 games, and they've lost three of them. And of the three losses they have had, two of them are to two of the very best teams in the NFL. And it would have been awesome if they had won those games. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that anything else. But, like, are we mad that they lost to really good teams? Like, that's normal. I mean, you know, they're not perfect. They're not infallible, but nobody is. And so – that's where I have a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation for Mike McCarthy in that he has turned this team into a team that we can trust to be this good consistently. I think we should have that same level of appreciation for Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence and CeeDee Lamb. All of these, you know, cornerstone nucleus players uh, and people, Will McClay, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. This is one of the best operations in the NFL. It's a really exciting thing. Um, so, uh, Adam says, um, that I finally found your comment, Adam. Um, you, you did have a super chat, but didn't leave it in the comment. It says what I meant to say was thank you Cowboys for making Thanksgiving feel so, uh, so good. They really did. And these are really fun weeks. Um, again, if they go your way, because, you know, on Sunday we can all sit back and watch the red zone channel and hang out with Scott Hansen and hopefully your fantasy teams do well and all things like that. Um, and then we'll do it again next week. And so, um, this was a, a fast, quick paced week that the Cowboys won both of their games and they get to, you know, kind of get their footing because they obviously play seven days from now, but then they get that week and a half rest. And again, I don't want to make this about the Eagles, but we're certainly rooting for the bills on Sunday. But then after that, the Eagles have to play two teams and not just two teams, but perhaps two of the very best teams in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And both the Niners and the Cowboys will each be coming off of a mini buy when they play the Eagles. And Dallas will be playing them at home. Um, so things can happen fast in the NFL. Tides can turn. I know right now it feels impossible for Dallas to catch Philadelphia, but um, it's still, there's still a lot of football left to be played. And so that's why you have to kind of save for each and every moment. Um, I appreciate this question from Kevin because uh, it's a, a brand question, so to speak. Uh, it says Victory Polo Monday on Black Friday. That's correct. Tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday, but on Friday, on Black Friday specifically. So uh, tomorrow, I'll take a picture of yourself and your polo, your T-shirt. By the way, if you don't have a T-shirt, uh, my friends at Homage have a great Victory Monday T-shirt, a great Victory Monday hoodie. Um, if you need the link for that, uh, I'll tweet it out and put it on threads and, and my Instagram story as well right after this. Um, it's a great shirt, and it says Vic literally says Victory Monday, both the T-shirt and the hoodie, uh, if, if polos aren't your thing, um, because we should celebrate. We should celebrate the fact that our favorite team won. And as we kind of close... Uh, I just want to say, and we talked about this on the roundtable this week, I'm super thankful Like we have to do the Thanksgiving, go around the table, what are you thankful for? I, when I was growing up and I was in high school, I had this insane passion and love for this football team. And it felt like, it felt like nobody understood that. It felt like nobody, you know, I, I did not have a channel or an outlet for this. And so if I could tell the high school version of myself, dude, someday you're going to have all of these friends on the internet who want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. 
I would have just been overjoyed. And so I'm so thankful. Uh, and I know I speak on behalf of our staff at Blogging the Boys, all of our hardworking staffers who write for our site, who podcast for us, who do video work for us, who are active on social media for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times over to each and every single one of you. However much you read or watch or listen or subscribe or like or super chat or whatever, uh, you make our dreams a reality. Um, and so we really, really appreciate you we, beyond anything that you can ever imagine. Um, we are all people from who knows where. I mean, we had a, a Japanese presence, an Italian presence. I know a lot of you live in Texas. A lot of you don't live in Texas. We are people who live all over this big blue marble, but we come together because we have this in common. We have things we disagree on in life, things we disagree on about this team in general. But at our core, we all have the same objective, the same want, the same wish, and that is to see this team finally break through that proverbial curse. And that is a really amazing thing. So I thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for giving us your time. You do not realize how important that is, how much that helps us kind of keep the lights on, so to speak, around here. Um, and so um, it, it just means a lot. And on a day of Thanksgiving, I, I just wanted to thank you all. Uh, and on a personal note, uh, my son will be two years old tomorrow. And um, I've, I've shared before, he spent the first two months of his life in the NICU. And so to all NICU nurses and doctors and people who, you know, help just beautiful babies. Thank you so much. Um, that was such a difficult time for my wife and I. And I think about that obviously a lot this time of year. Um, and if you're somebody who is in a boat like that, uh, my DMs are open on Instagram and I can certainly talk you through my experience because um, I had people that I leaned on then. And um, and and so this this time of year always reminds me of that, obviously. And um, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's a, a happy, healthy, beautiful little boy now. And those two months feel People said that they would feel like long ago in the future, and they do, but but I certainly remember what they were like. And so um, awesome, awesome day for the Dallas Cowboys. Awesome day, I hope, for all of you. I hope it was a, a very blessed and wonderful and thankful sort of day, and I hope, um, I hope the weekend is as well. Um, we obviously will have our normal two shows on our podcast network on Friday. Uh, we won't have a post-game show, obviously, on Sunday, but next week we'll be in a bit of a of a different rhyme and a different rhythm with the game happening on Thursday, but you'll still see and hear me obviously all throughout the blog and the boys universe. Thank you, Paul, for the super chat and happy birthday wishes to uh, my son. Thank you, David, as well. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, all of you. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Instagram or threads, anything like that, you can do so at RJ Ochoa on TikTok and RJ.Ochoa. If you want to send me an email, you can do so RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. The Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys are eight and three. By the way, Jay with the comments says, my 15-year-old spent a month in the NICU. I know what you went through. NICU people are, are true angels, um, every single one of them. So um, I hope you and, and your 15-year-old uh, your are having a wonderful life together, Jay. Thank you, all of you, and have a great – I know it's not Christmas, but like have uh, – what is it? Uh, to all a good night. I butchered that ending so badly. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, go Cowboys. Thanks so much for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. 
Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.